Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Tell Us a Good Story. Today is part one of our new Heaven and Hell series. We interviewed two men who had near-death experiences or out-of-body experiences. One went to heaven and one went to hell. And our first conversation is with Pastor Gerald Johnson, who experienced hell. Oh my gosh, you guys. These stories will give you goosebumps. This man is a pastor, had what felt like a heart attack, and then went to hell. And then thankfully came back. But he shares his experience of what he saw what he felt, and why he thinks God allowed him to experience that. I don't want to spoil it for you, but this is so good. Can't wait for you to hear this conversation with Pastor Gerald Johnson. I'm Kevin. And I'm Stephanie. And during our marriage, we have dealt with an electrocution, a brain tumor, brain surgery. Then doctors telling us that children were not in our future followed by miscarriage, and then Kevin's cancer diagnosis. However, today, we live a life completely healed and restored with three healthy children who doctors said were not possible. And we're here to tell stories that inspire, give hope, and brighten your day. Welcome to Tell Us a Good Story. This episode is being presented to you by Luby Companies, a custom home builder here in central Ohio. Let them be your builder for life. They're freaking awesome. All right, friends, I want to start this episode out by giving you some context. If you Google our next guest, Pastor Gerald Johnson, you will see a ton of media, a ton of articles that have been written about him. As I was researching him, I was actually very shocked to read some of the headlines, which I guess is what headlines are supposed to do, get your attention. But Steph, can you read a few of these headlines about our next guest? From BET.com, which is Black Entertainment Television, Priest claims after-death experience included Rihanna songs. Entertainment Weekly states that TikTok pastor says he went to hell and her demons torturing sinners with Rihanna's umbrella. Paper Magazine states, Priest Who Died says Rihanna is hell's soundtrack. Billboard.com says TikTok pastor says he went to hell and demons tortured him with Rihanna, Jasmine Sullivan songs. So these are all huge media outlets. Entertainment Weekly, Billboard Magazine, BET. So as you can imagine... Pastor Gerald was very happy when I told him we would not edit his comments to make anything he said to be out of context. So when he says in this conversation that certain media lacked journalistic integrity, that's what he's talking about. And you can imagine the backlash he got as well when some of these media outlets twisted what he said. So this is what he's talking about. However, it also led to him sharing some things with us that he has not shared with any media outlets. So we are very honored to have him share all of this here on Tell Us a Good Story. Steph. I'm so excited. (laughs) I am so, this is something that I have prayed about and God literally laid him in our lap. This. Wow. I've never seen this type of story. So I'm I'm super excited to have this conversation. Oh, you guys, it's going to be so good. Well, friends, our next guest is a husband, a father, and a pastor. He founded Faith Culture Church near Austin, Texas back in 2011. However, this man also had a near-death experience seven years ago that led to him experiencing hell. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to Tell Us a Good Story, Pastor Gerald Johnson. Oh, Pastor, thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you for saying yes, as Pastor. You, I have to admit, you might be the quickest response of any (laughs) guest we've ever had on Tell Us a Good Story. I sent you an invite, and it was like, boom, two hours later, you reserved a time slot with us. So thank you. You made it easy for me. 
Like, you know what? We had to get a public relations person, a PR person to kind of monitor things. And when they came across your program, they said, oh, absolutely. This is golden. And they said that you just, it's a, an amazing uh, national platform that's full of integrity. So I said, hey, let's do it. Oh, oh that's awesome. If only everyone were able to do that for <laughs> us, right? That's fantastic. Okay, so before we get into your story, I am fascinated, Pastor, about how someone goes viral. So you posted a video and I looked it up and on TikTok alone, you've had over 4 million views on the TikTok video of your story. So what is that like when you go viral for something? Does everyone out of the word work just start calling you like we did, right? And just <laughs> checking on you, asking your story. How does that work? I take it back a little bit. This is a, this is a crazy uh, thing. But a month before it went viral, I was in the bathroom and I looked at my face in the mirror and I heard a voice say that I am anointing your image. And I was like, wow, I didn't really understand what that means, but it says, I'm anointing your image. And I told my friends that I, I heard this voice. So a month after that, I, did, I didn't do any advertising. I didn't do any special hashtags. I didn't do any special platforms. I just simply just wanted to share the story because it's a true story. And within... I don't know. It just happened instantaneously out of nowhere. I, there's no formula that I can tell you. It just all of a sudden it just went crazy. And uh, first it hit a, hit a million. And I just thought like, wow, this is absolutely strange on TikTok. And then um, after it hit a million and it went to two million, I told my uh, my, church, my congregation, like I told you guys this was going to happen. And then once it hit three million, then that's when the crazy stuff started happening. That's really? when, yeah, that's when news media outlets got a hold of it that, like I said before, that lacked journalistic integrity and it, it kind of twisted the story up. And then I started getting a lot of attacks. Really? Yeah. That's yeah. not surprising, that's though. not surprising, unfortunately. That's not surprising. That's how that works. Okay, so what did you tell your congregation? Did you say, hey, I'm getting ready to release my story. Get ready because I'm believing this is ready to take off. No, I just, I, I really didn't know what it meant. I just told them that, I looked in the mirror and I believe that the Lord told me that he's anointing my image. And I'm not trying to be like, I'm handsome or something. It wasn't that. It was just, like, <laughs> <laughs> I just, just told the people in advance, like, this is what's going to happen. I had no idea that it would be through that, through a video or anything. It just, um, before I posted that video, I had already had videos out that had hit like 100,000, 200,000 because of just sharing truth. And the TikTok's platform at that time, the algorithm was just wide open for new people, I guess. And it just it just happened. I, don't, I wish I could tell you a formula, but it just God said it, then it happened. So let's go back seven years ago. Yes. Can you tell us your story, Pastor? Yes. February 2016. February 2016. Okay. Tough, tough time in my, in my life. So first of all, I was born and raised in Detroit, Michigan, which means ghetto, which means hood, which means fight. When you don't get your way, you fight. We, uh, we got to make you believe physically. So I give my heart to God around the age of 18. And when I did that, now I can't fight anymore. I have to turn the other cheek. So, <laughs> so that's extremely difficult when you're used to, as the young people say, throwing right. the blows. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, I become a pastor years later. And I had, I had just went through this weird season where a lot of people that I felt that I had been good to had maybe turned against me. You know, sometimes this job is the most thankless job. It's like the, the, the pay is short, the hours are long, but the benefits are out of this world, literally. And, um, <laughs> uh, but you have to deal with a lot of things with people. So I've dealt with 
people that I had helped maybe get homes. And a lot of them just turned at once and started attacking and I couldn't fight them. I just had to just take it. So I am internalizing all of these things. And I didn't know how much it was weighing on me. And I feel I'm starting to feel emotional telling this. I don't know why I do this every time. But um, all these things are weighing on me. And um, I remember sitting up in my bed thinking and feeling like I was having a heart attack because of it. Mm. And uh, and usually if that happens to me, if anything physically happens or anxiety or anything, I just start worshiping. And when I worship, it usually goes away. But this time it didn't. And then the next thing I started just praying, my wife was, you know, in bed to the right of me and I'm just not wanting to really wake her up, but I'm just praying and praying. And then that didn't work. And the next thing you know, I collapsed down in my bed and um, some of the news medias are saying, people are saying that I I died. I never said I died. I just, you know, I felt like I was having a heart attack, but I do know that I collapsed and uh, my spirit came out of my body to where I could see it laying in my bed. And um, for some reason, I, you know, I thought that I was going to be going up because of maybe I had did some good. We've, we've talked to people, Pastor, who've had near-death experiences. And it's just what you said, where it's almost like their spirit comes out of their body. They can see themselves like below them. Mm-hmm. The one individual said that they kind of like went through the roof of their house and they could see down and they could see like their wife in another room and all that as they were leaving their body. Oh, yeah, very true. I found out that we're not natural beings who have spiritual experiences. We're spiritual beings who are having a temporary natural experience. Like, you know, we're, we're more spiritual than we are uh, fleshly. This is just an earth suit for us for 80, 90 years. If we're, if I don't even want to say lucky because to be with the Lord is even more blessed than being here. But yeah, that happened to me. I had that experience and I came out of my body. I saw myself lying there. I saw my room. And then I thought I was going upward. Okay. But the next thing you know, I'm going down Ooh. into the center of the earth. And um, I'm traveling down and I'm having all these. You still have these. You have, your senses are like extreme. They're much more than they are on the earth. So I'm having these thoughts of, am I being betrayed by God? Just, you know, like, is all this a lie? And as I'm heading down, I start to feel heat. I didn't see any fire at all. But it was intense heat and it was more torment than it was like fire or something. So does it feel like you're on a roller coaster where you're just going down, 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 down? Or that's something I'm just making up? <laughs> it, well, it feels like a roller coaster, but it's slower than that. It's it's, mm. it's more like a, a movie show, ghosts floating around. It's like that. It's just a, it's kind of like a descent as opposed to a... okay. You know, Were you freaking out when you kept going down? Was your heart pounding like, oh my gosh, this is happening? Well, I I didn't have a heart. I was in a, I was a spirit, you know. So, but oh. I was there. My emotions. It's a good point. Yeah, 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 yeah. But my emotions, though, because you do have these these emotions. It, it, yeah, it was like it was the same feeling that anxiety uh, of just like like, and then the intense thought of hopelessness. That I think that's one of the worst things about that place is that there's no hope. So yeah, I, I'm feeling heat without a body, which is wow. That's something else. And then I'm going down and then there's this hopelessness and then I land. And um, if you want me to share with you exactly what I saw. Okay. So I landed and I'm there. I'm in this place and I'm thinking that this is my destination. I look to my left and I see a man 
that was if you if you ever seen the movie Nightmare on Elm Street with Freddy Krueger, the way his body was burned, this man had like a billion degree burn all over his body. Just he was just burned. And uh, it seems like, you know, whoever, whenever you die, you get a new body. So if you go to heaven, you're going to get a new body. If you go to that place, too, there you get a, a new form or a new body. So he was burned and his eyes were bulging out. He was on all fours like he was a, like a like a human slave dog. And um, what was worse than that is who was holding the chain. He had a chain on his neck. And, and like I said, what was worse than him being a, a slave dog type of whatever that was, it was, was who was holding the chain. I looked and I saw a demon holding the chain and um, things that things in that place, they're not said, they're just known. It's almost like a telepathic thing, you know? So when you, when you look, you know, what's, what the story is. So I, I knew that this demon that was holding this, this, the chain, he was assigned to this man's life when this man was on the earth for the purpose of having power over him in the afterlife. So um, when you see families that deal with like, okay, the granddad was a bad, a bad alcoholic and then the son became one, then the grandson became one. Usually those are spirits writing people's lives in order to, for an opportunity to have power over them in the afterlife. Mm. Yeah. So what did yeah. this demon look like that was holding the chain to that man? The best way to describe it was a a black, a, a gruesome bear. Is the, the best way, you know, some of these movies that depict demons i know that they they i know that they've seen something because they draw kind of close to what it actually looks like but just imagine a bear that's a gruesome monster bear werewolf type of thing okay all right steph i'm gonna test you again here what is your favorite book of all time uh obviously it's the bible kevin (laughs) yes nailed it very good this time you didn't say the book we wrote called you met her where but it's still a really good book that is true and it would make a great gift for friends or relatives on their birthday or for christmas friends you can order your copy of our book titled you met her where at kevin and and we will make sure to personally sign a copy for you or whoever you want and as always thank you for listening to tell us a good story so it was like telepathically you know who is who when you're in what feels like the pit of hell, right? So you're in there, you yeah. feel the extreme heat. What happens after that? Okay, so uh, you got this thing of thinking like, okay, I'm in this place and I don't think I deserve to be here. You got this extreme pity for this man who has who was a, like a slave. You got this demonic thing. I don't even know if the demonic thing saw me because it never, it never responded to me at all. I looked to my right. And uh, there was another another section. And in the other section, there was music playing all throughout the section. And this is where people started making up stories about and everything. But it was this music playing. It was the same kind of music that we hear on Earth. But their demons were singing it. So I couldn't tell you, like, it was a specific artist. So in that particular moment, it was it seemed like it was R&B music playing. And there was demons singing the song. And I knew that artists that sing on the earth, a lot of them are inspired by the demonic that happens in the hill. Mm. You know what? Yes. That reminds me of what just happened at the Grammys this last oh, year. With, uh, what's with Sam, Sam Smith. Smith. Oh, that was so evil. How that looked demonic. Yes. Whatever he was doing on stage there. That's what that just reminded me of and gave me goosebumps here as we're talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I, I know this for sure. It's a for sure thing that many of the artists on the earth, 
they they don't know that they're being used, but they're actually kind of like warding influence from that world for the purpose of you know misguiding people on the earth. Now on the earth, when music is played, some of them are good, some of them are not good. There, every single song that's sang torments you. It's like the the songs are there to remind you of how you had a chance to worship God while you were on the earth and you did not. So it's it's almost like I tricked you, you know, you you could have been worshiping the Lord, but you actually, you were worshiping me while you were on the earth. Oh. So you hear music, you feel this evil presence, you see a slave, right? You see a demonic individual there. I guess, what else do you see? Do you see a bunch of people? Where do you go from there? Whenever I imagined hell before this experience, I thought it would be like a whole bunch of people just around burning somewhere and just swimming in fire or something like that. But for some reason in this experience, uh, and this is something that I didn't say in any of my interviews, but there were multiple people in that place that were being tormented by that music, being reminded of what they did on the earth. It wasn't a whole bunch, but there were, there were multiple people. I couldn't give you a number. Yeah. Uh, as I'm looking at this and feeling like, why is this happening to me from a God that said he was good? Because, you know, if you confess with your mouth, believe in your heart, Lord Jesus, you will be saved. I mean, for my grace, we're saved through faith. It's, it's a gift. So why would God do this to me? And as I'm thinking this, then all of a sudden, my soul just lifts up out of that place. And one of the best feelings in the world is to know that that was just temporary. Oh, uh, Yeah. So I, I come up out of there. And here's what I haven't told anybody. When I came up out of there, I went up through the earth and then I uh, went up above the earth and I can see the earth and I can see different continents. I could see just, I guess the best way to say it is that God's intention, that he wants people like myself and you guys to speak to people about that place. He loves the people in the earth and he wants them to understand that he doesn't put anybody there. Uh, We put ourselves there when we choose to reject him. Now I go back down into my room, through my ceiling, see my body laying there and I, um, I get back in my body. And I look over to my left and I see Jesus. In your room? In my room, yeah. The hard thing about that is that I can't tell, you know, Paul wrote a scripture. He says, whether I was in the spirit or in the natural, I do not know. So it just seems like I was, even though I was back in my body, like I was more of a spirit being. That's the best way that I can describe it. And um, I saw him and he was speaking to me. Would you like to know what he told me? Yes. I'd also like to know what he looked like. I want to know what he looked like, too. That's been a thing I've been avoiding because that creates a lot of controversy because people want, to, want me to say that Jesus is white. Some want me to say that Jesus is black. Oh, fair. You know, but uh, I'll, I'll tell you, I will tell you this. He said to me, he says, you have been secretly hoping that I hurt the people that hurt you. He said, these are not your people. These are my people. He was he was like rebuking me. He was getting he was giving me like a strict uh just, just a rebuke is the best word for it, but it's the most love I had ever felt in my life. Those Every word was so filled with love for me. When he was, it was almost like the parent that said, this is going to hurt you more than it hurts me. Mm-hmm. He said, from this day forward, I only want you to focus on the assignment that I've given you because I'm going to do something through you that the world hasn't seen. And then he starts saying even more words, but the, the love the weight of the love on those words that he had spoke originally was too powerful for my soul. And I couldn't even ascertain the rest of it. 
And I knew that the reason why he let me see that he, he actually didn't punish me. That was a grace for me to be able to see, like, if I don't forgive and to be able to tell other people, if they don't forgive, a person that, that doesn't forgive is a person that's forgotten how much they've been forgiven of. And um, once you experience that place, you would not wish that on anybody who hurt you. So uh, he gave me my assignment from that day to just warn people that I'm not sending them to hell. They're sending themselves to hell, number one. Number two, you got to forgive. That's what happened to me. So it's forgiveness. Forgiveness. But how he was telling you not to have revenge, it was just love, 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 right? Every word he said. Yeah. But you know what's so cool, Pastor? You got to see him. Where so many people, they feel him. It's too bright. They can't. But you got to experience and see him. Like, mm-hmm. that's just amazing. Well, uh, it's life-changing. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you like what you hear, please tell someone about us. As soon as this episode is over, go tell your spouse, your closest friend, a parent, a coworker, or share one of our posts on social media. However, if you don't like what you're hearing, please do not. Don't tell anyone. Don't tell anyone. Don't tell anybody. Just disregard this message. Don't worry about Forget it. Forget about us. Yep. Go on with your merry day. And to get more information about us or our entire catalog of episodes, be sure to check us out at kevinandsteph.com. Thank you for listening to Tell Us a Good Story. How long do you think this whole process went from leaving your physical body to coming back and talking to Jesus? I guess, well, you probably didn't say anything, right? But seeing Jesus. Yeah, I didn't say anything. I couldn't. But the hard thing about this is that when you're in that realm, there is no time. Time is just something for us to measure when we're supposed to be on schedule or something. Or, But from what I can tell, God is a transcendent God who exists outside of time. He just steps into time to deal with us. Mm. Um, so uh, if I had to try to put it in natural terms, it will, it will probably be about 10 minutes. Okay. But I don't know. When Jesus was talking to you, did all of a sudden you just like, you woke up and he was gone and you were like back in the natural? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so perfect example. Say for instance, an angel came to you and when he came, he brought this presence that made everything go, while that's there you can do nothing but just receive right okay. and then when it lifted then i did come too but i i just can't tell whether i did i wake up i just can't tell the difference between the two the lines are blurred between those two kind of like spiritual realms like you mm-hmm. know was it hard for you to talk about this right Oh, it was very difficult. I don't think I mentioned anything to anybody for, for a couple of days afterwards. I don't think I did. I, I instantly got up and I, because I have an iPhone, so I instantly got up and I, um, first of all, I'm thinking like, I'm so glad I'm not in that place. I'm, I'm having an experience of love for everyone that had done me wrong. I mean, the AI, mm. I'm having like a grace for them. Everyone that done me wrong. And I was just like forgiving everyone one by one. And then I wrote my, the experience down in my phone. And then I just sat on it for a couple of days and just, I cried a whole lot. I see humanity different now. It affected me emotionally like nothing else in my life. And I do remember writing in my phone, I am forever changed. Mm. So was it tough to go to sleep? No. It wasn't? No, no. That level of love for me, it took away fear for me. I know that heaven exists, hell exists. I know Jesus is real. So fear, the fear thing to go to sleep, the fear to speak in front of all that stuff is uh, had, it left. 
Do you still have that anxiety that made you collapse in bed or has that even been lifted off of you? That, that's been lifted too. And and just like when, when the social media text came because of this uh, that video, I know that people believe a false version of me. That's not me. So why do I worry about it? Mm. You know? Yeah. And he did tell me that I'm going to do something through you that the world hasn't seen. So. so what do you tell people, Pastor, who feel like heaven and hell is not real? Yeah. Demons aren't real. That's all made up. That's just crazy stuff. What do you tell people today who have that train of thought? When people say that hell is not real, I tell them, I pray that you never know. Yes. I pray that you never know. You know, for me, I know that heaven is real. So that's the best thing that I can do. I can tell people I, I've experienced it. So I know. And I hope that you never find out. Oh. I, and you know what, though? My job is to teach people about the love of God. When I talk to people about coming to God, I don't want to speak to them uh, about coming to him out of fear because it's really with loving kindness that he that he draws us, you know? Mm. Steph, mm-hmm. if I were pastor here, mm-hmm. when I kind of woke up, I would be calling everybody through my iPhone like, hey, I forgive you. Hey, I forgive you. <laughs> hey, I forgive you. Like... <laughs> I thought you were gonna say like you were gonna hug me and kiss me and say thank well, you, God. I would do that I woke first. Up to I would you. do that first, and then I'd go through my iPhone. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah. what was the first time you told this experience? Right? Was it to your congregation the following week, or how long did you kind of hold this in before you shared it with an audience? Um, I know I told my wife first. Probably sat on it for a couple of days, and then told her, "Hun." You will not believe this. And then it could have been about maybe a month later that I came out and spoke to the congregation about it. And just because I was really admonishing them to forgive, like you have to forgive. And then I actually um, got in touch with the people who had done what I felt was wrong. So called them. You know, you're delivered from people from um, unforgiveness when you no longer want people to pay for what they did. Uh. That's true. So since this happened, Pastor... Have you met any other individuals who have had the similar experiences where they went and experienced hell? Have you met anyone? Absolutely. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. If I was able to show you my inbox on okay. uh, Instagram or my uh, DM on Instagram, it's full of people saying, I believe you, the same thing happened to me. Teenagers, um, young adults, older people. They said word for word, verbatim, the exact same experience. Others have had uh, many uh, other wild experiences, like a guy named Bill Wise. He has a book called... Yes. Was it 23 Minutes or something in hell? 23 Minutes in hell, yeah. Okay. How does what you experienced line up with his story? His experience was much more detailed and much more radical than mine. From his story, he kind of went there like... One night and then another night and then another night and then another night. I'm, I thank God that I, that did not happen. <laughs> uh, yes, please, Lord. I don't need that. <laughs> You're like, I've learned my lesson. I have forgiven. I'm not going to sleep. I'm not. <laughs> yes, 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 absolutely. You know, the biggest thing was people were saying that how could a priest, because they, they labeled, they said I was a priest and that, uh, you know, the priest sees Rihanna in hell or Rihanna's music is tormenting people yes. in hell. But how could a priest go to hell? And I was telling people that it's not that God sent me to hell. He he allowed me to see that place to bring back a message to people for hope and for love that he doesn't want that place for you. Mm -hmm. Well, I love this one quote. This was from CBN. Quote, I saw the real hell. I was there and I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. I don't care what he did to me. No one deserves that. 
end quote. Yeah. What an amazing story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, listeners, for more information about Pastor Gerald, you can go to his YouTube channel, Pastor Gerald A. Johnson. His church website is faithculturechurch.org, and his Instagram page is at Gerald A. Johnson. And we will put links in the show notes of all of this, so you can just click on it and go right to these websites. So, Pastor, that was fantastic. Thank I, you, Pastor. I'm, I know you've done this several times, but I really appreciate you sharing this story. It's absolutely incredible. Thank you for what you've done. Oh, wow. Yo, you know what? Thank you all for having me. I feel very safe and I felt my heart felt at a place of peace to be able to fully explain exactly what happened. So it, that wouldn't be uh, if you guys didn't have such a, a warm platform here. Oh, thank you. Thanks, Pastor. You guys remind me of uh, Ryan and Jen Johnson over at... Uh, the Bethel? At Bethel, yeah. yeah. So, wow. Uh, so, wow. Yeah. You're very kind. You are so kind. <laughs> I would say... I, I mean, those are two good-looking people, Steph. <laughs> 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 Absolutely. Yeah. Friends, we want to encourage you to please follow us wherever you listen to this, whether it's on the Apple Podcast app, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or one of the other platforms. You guys, it's completely free. And while you're there, feel free to give us a rating or a nice review. Thank you for listening to Tell Us a Good Story.